Welcome once again to another episode of Funnel Radio, the flagship program right here on the Funnel Radio Network. With your host, Jim Obermeyer, publisher of the Funnel Radio Channel, and the man who put all this together, with his guest today, Stu Heineck. And the title of the program is, How to Get 100% Meeting Response. Yep, you heard that right, 100% Meeting Response. Let's see if they can live up to that challenge. Let's bring him in. Paul Roberts is our announcer for all programs on the Funnel Radio Channel. I'm Jim Obermeyer, your host today, and my guest is Stu Heineck. Stu is a cartoonist for the Wall Street Journal. He's a best-selling business author, a Hall of Fame-nominated marketer. His first book was How to Get a Meeting with Anyone in 2016, when he introduced the world to contact marketing, uh, which uses micro-focused campaigns to connect with critically important accounts and prospects. Stu did about 50 cartoons for us on the Sales Lead Management Association, which we're still using. Thank you very much, Stu. But we always, always give you credit, Stu. He came up with his new book, Get the Meeting, and it is different. It's an illustrative contact marketing playbook. I have the Kindle edition for $14.95. The paperback is $24.95, and I'm sure that's probably going to come down in price. It has 13 chapters. I found it really fascinating. I like the Kindle version because I like to underline everything and get copies of all of my notes. What's so neat about this Kindle version is, and his book is at the end of every chapter, he has a synopsis. And I was able to copy every one of them and cut to the chase very, very quickly. Thank you, Stu. Cliff Notes. So it's the Cliff Notes version. So... (laughs) It is a great book on getting the meeting, and once again, I'm motivated to start using many of Stu's ideas. Now, Stu, tell us where you're at today in the far northwest. Well, I'm on an island. I, this is where I operate and, and live. So I'm in the little town of Langley and on the island of Whidbey. And I'm a little bit further north uh, near the Canadian border, so this is all a program from the northwest. I'm in Linden, two miles south of the Canadian border, where there's more farmers than blue-collar workers and more cows than people. And you can occasionally smell the cows, by the way, and everybody up here says the smell of cows, that's the smell of money. So let's get started today, Stu. Can you give us the background of your company, though, before we get started on the actual book? Very quickly, I help sales teams break through, and we do that by using contact marketing. It might not be a a familiar term, but it's the term that that I used in my earlier book, How to Get a Meeting with Anyone, which came out in 2016. And I was describing these campaigns, these micro-focused campaigns that that help us break through to the people who can really change our scale. That's what we do. We help sales teams break through. And we do that based on either consulting or, or providing agency services. Great. And this is not through your original company, which still exists, Cartoon Link. This is through contact marketing? Well, it actually is through through Cartoon Link. I, it, it turns out that a lot of, well, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm one of the Wall Street Journal cartoonists. I've used cartoons my whole career to as a device to break through. And so a lot of times we end up using cartoons as part of our overall campaign strategy. When I used cartoons in marketing, I started because I found, uh, found out that um, when magazines and newspapers are running readership surveys to find out what gets read and remembered, what they find is that cartoons are almost always the best read and remembered part of the publications. I knew that and used that effect with, with great effectiveness and, and have helped 
sales teams break through to, to their top accounts for, for a long time using Cartoon. So yes, the, actually the company is still Cartoon Link. With pride on the wall of my office, I have a cartoon that you reproduced that said we should hire Jim Obermeyer to get these kinds of results. It's up on the wall there. And everybody, when people come through the office, they ask me about that because it's all framed and sitting up on the wall and it looks like a painting. And so thank you very much. I appreciate it. And it's been You're welcome. a great vehicle. Okay, Stu, tell us about your new book, Get the Meeting, and tell us why this book was necessary over How to Get a Meeting with Everyone. So the first book, How to Get a Meeting with Anyone, I interviewed the top 100 sales thought leaders in the world and asked them, when you absolutely have to break through to someone of great importance, how are you doing it? Oh, share your methods of doing that. And so we ended up with 20 categories of contact marketing campaign types. I started every chapter with one of my cartoons, which is fun, nice way to start a chapter. But one of the things that I heard after people started reading the book was, gee, you know, I love what I'm reading about, but I, I wish I could have seen what some of these campaigns look like. And I thought, okay, all right, when, when I write the next book, I've got to remember that. When my publisher said, okay, we've got to write a follow-up. Let's do a follow-up to how to get a meeting with anyone. What do we do? And I said, one thing I'm being told is that people would really like to see what these campaigns look like. So they want photography and they want case studies. That's how we started out with Get the Meeting was, well, let's do a collection of case studies then. Let's show what these campaigns look like. People are so curious about it. Let's explain what the campaigns were and what, how they did, how they were created and what the, the base assumptions were and so on, what the strategy was. And then let's show what these things look like. And they're very visual. I mean, the, one of the campaigns I'm thinking about, someone gathered up all of the profile pictures of all the people they wanted to connect with at a trade show and they had bobblehead dolls made. And so the concept was to show up at the at their booth, then they'd get their bobblehead doll. And then if they didn't show up, they'd reach out to them anyway. The bobblehead doll was the contact device. And so you want to see those things. A table full of those thing, of those bobblehead dolls is kind of interesting. And Dan Waldschmidt's sword campaign, that Dan Waldschmidt uses a sword to connect with CEOs of companies that are, are going through a rough time. It looks for stories of missed earnings estimate in the news every morning. And when he finds one, he has this beautiful sword made up that's made by the prop maker who made all of the swords for the movie Gladiator. And CEO's name is engraved on the blade along with, with an inscription, if you're not all in, you're not in at all. And, and it goes in a beautiful wooden box and with a handwritten note. And the thing is, I'm describing that, but why not look at it? You know, if, we, if you could see it, I think it would actually help you imagine the campaign a little better. And that's how we started out was let's create a whole collection of a lot of new stories of how people have been breaking through it. One of the things that, that I, I thought was really interesting is that because these stories keep coming to me is that the records for ROI and for response have been going up and up and up. So the new record for ROI on a, on a contact marketing campaign, the new record for ROI on these campaigns is 69,500,000%. Isn't that crazy? The story's in there. <laughs> I, yeah, the story is in there. What I liked about this book, here I'm asking the questions, was the case studies, the details. You just didn't say, this is what happened. You actually got into it. You not only showed it, but you got into a lot more detail. Which brings me to the next question. This um, Are these case studies presented in such a way that anybody can read and follow? Or do they have to hire an agency to create programs like this to get such a great response? Great question. And really the whole point of contact marketing is you can do these on your own. I mean, people have been doing a lot of really interesting things and they don't hire agencies necessarily to do it. I think it's kind of unusual for them to hire an agency to do it. The agencies are more interested in mass marketing. 
But if you're using contact marketing, I think one of the wonderful things about it is that you can direct it as small an audience as you want. I mean, one of the campaigns went to one person. So it was just focused on getting a meeting with Larry Ellison. So it was a campaign of one. Uh, they ended up spending a lot of money on it after all, but but that was because they ran a, a contact letter as a full page ad and ran it in the Wall Street Journal. That's what cost a lot of money. But I mean, one guy sent me a block of wood in the mail <laughs> to get my attention, which I thought was odd. I thought the, the audacity of it was just wonderful. So that's just a little scrap of wood <laughs> and some postage. You know, others are up from there in price, but if you're reaching out just to a, a dozen people and you're spending $100 a piece, it's really not much for a marketing budget. So it's really yeah. to democratize this. Anyone can do it. Yeah, and no agencies want to get involved in it, no matter how creative, and there's just not enough money yeah. into it for them. So I for see them. what you mean. But there is for the, for the marketer, that's for sure. Now, we know how valuable an appointment is, but what is the premise of the book that interests readers so much? Is it just this, uh, I can do it myself? I can get a meeting with anybody as you did in the first book. Is it because most salespeople really know the closing ratio of appointments is extremely high, 25 to 50 to 75% very often if they get the meeting and they show up? Is this the whole premise of the book or are you just trying to show people that this can really be done on your own? It's your way to give back to the industry. Well, here's really what it is. If you think back on all of the great things, all of the things that have brought your, your career forward, and probably a lot of things in your in your personal life, these things have happened because you've made a connection. Would you agree? I mean, that's that. Oh yeah, an, an important connection. And so that's what contact marketing is all about. It's saying, well, then let's or figure out who it is that you would love to get a meeting with or meetings with. These could, meetings can be for a lot of reasons. It certainly could be to to sell to a dream client, and that's that's what most people use the book for. for but it also could be to to connect with the potential um, strategic partners or mentors or people have used it in job search. The fact is we need to get meetings to make things happen in our lives. And so, and particularly, we need to get meetings with the people who have the power to change the scale of our careers and our businesses and our lives. So those are often people who are very busy and tough to reach. They're well insulated. So the whole point of the book, the whole point of contact marketing is to say, you can get these meetings. In fact, you mentioned the, a little bit of the metrics, and I mentioned the, the record for ROI on a, on a campaign now is up in the millions of percent. But I mean, that's not what you should expect, but that's the highest. It's a, it's a crazy number. The fact is, though, that the metrics on this form of marketing are well beyond any other form of marketing that I know of. So, for example, I started out in direct response, creating mailings for publishers. In that arena, they used to say, people used to say, I should say, that if you get a 1% response rate, that's kind of a typical worth. You're doing pretty good. Actually, there is no such number, but let's use 1%. They also used to say in direct marketing that uh, all the pundits of direct marketing used to say that getting a 100% response rate was absolutely impossible. And it probably is for them, but in contact marketing. Oh, and let's also, by the way, let's also look at other forms of marketing. I mean, if you were talking about digital marketing, the response rates or click rates on ads are in the thousands of percent. Yeah, you're taking yeah, things in the opposite direction. Yeah, so contact marketing, these response rates, let's say contact rates and meeting rates, well, they do hit 100%, actually. Not all the time, but in my book, I, I also formed an entirely new model for contact marketing to help you get to 100% or sort of set 100% as the baseline, the, the percentage of response that you expect to get that you're basing your, your campaign on. That's not to say that you'll always get it or that you'll get it at all. You may not, but there are methods in the book to help you get 
really quite close. And in fact, my goal now is to help clients go beyond 100% response rate. So there's all of that's really bizarre. And I know that marketers in the audience are probably, they're saying, my God, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. We have to remember, I was also a nominee for Halls of Fame for marketing. So I do know what I'm talking about. And it's amazing to see the kinds of response rates and ROI figures that this produces. Well, you've got a, back, a heavy background in direct marketing. You know what direct marketing can do. You've got all that basic information and you took that into a totally different world with cartooning and then getting this meeting. This is a great time to take a break for just a moment. When we come back, I'd like to talk about this new model. I'd like to ask you what the movie industry has to do with all this, uh, some visual metaphors and a little bit about personalization and pocket campaigns, but we've only got 12 minutes, so we'll probably only hit two, two of those when we come back. But Maybe one of those. Let, let's take a quick break. Named the father of contact marketing by the American Marketing Association, Stu Hynek's mission is to provide unfair advantages to help enterprise, SMB, and startup sales teams like yours get more C-level meetings with top accounts faster, more effectively. Remember, in B2B, nothing happens until you get a meeting. So let's find from the man himself who knows how to get a meeting with anyone. To learn more, go to www.cartoonlink.com. Com. That's cartoonlink.com to find out more about Stu Heineck, his incredible cartoons he draws for the Wall Street Journals and others, and how he's used them to get a meeting with just about anybody. All right. If you're intrigued like I am, stick around for the second half of this show. Thank you, Paul. It's nice to hear from our sponsors today. We've been speaking with Stu Heineck. He's the Wall Street Journal cartoonist, and he's the owner of Cartoon Link. And he's also the author of two very, very well-known books, Get the Meeting, which we're talking about today, and the previous book three years ago. This book is not necessarily for the agencies, but it really is for individuals. It's for small companies. It's for people that have to get a meeting to survive, and they're frustrated because they can't break through the clutter. And he's giving us hope that we can get a 50, 60, 80, 90, 100% response. And in that process, I ask him to come back. Just ask him, what has the movie industry got to do with this? Visual metaphors, personalization, and pocket campaigns. I'm going to step back, and we've got 12 minutes. Stu, turn loose here, man. Okay. Well, first of all, I just want to correct you on one thing. It's not just for small companies. A lot of my, my clients range into the Fortune 250. So it's for anybody who needs to get meetings, and everybody does. Certainly everybody who sells needs to get meetings. It's about what Hollywood has to do with this. Well, I think Hollywood often, often gives us inspiration and great examples, things that you can actually watch and unfold. And one of the things that I included in the book was a mention of Hitch, the movie Hitch, which stars Will Smith, and he's, a, well, we'll say a romance consultant. So he helps his clients meet the people of their dreams. And what I noticed is that, oh my God, he's using a lot of contact marketing to make that happen. And one of the great examples of that is about 33 minutes into the film, his love interest is Eva Mendez. Her, her character is Sarah Milas, who is a, a columnist for the paper. And she's trying to figure out who this mystery this mystery guy is, Hitch, and has no idea that actually she's dating him. <laughs> so, or in the process of that's all stirred and, and heating up. And so Hitch wants to invite her out on a date. And he has, he uses really a classic piece of contact marketing to do it. He has a, a box delivered by a courier. And a lot of times there are boxes of things. We send things 
a lot of times with contact marketing. So the courier shows up with a box and she opens it up and there's a walkie-talkie in there and Hitch is on the other end waiting for her to pick it up and just talk into it. So she says hello and Hitch is right there and he they have a quick conversation. Will you go out with me? I have a beautiful date in mind. Will you go out with me Saturday, whatever the date is? And she says, well, sure, okay. And then the courier hands her a second box because if he said no, that he'd leave. But he hands her a second box, which has a wetsuit in it and instructions to meet him at the pier in, in, in Manhattan. And they're going to go out on, they're going out on, on jet skis. And they're going to go to Ellis Island, et cetera, et cetera. But the point is he used that walkie-talkie, that live walkie-talkie delivered by courier. And that is definitely a contact marketing technique. And so it's just pretty cool to see it. It's being dramatized and you're, you're seeing it in action. That's really pretty exciting. Usually when we send these things out, well, we send them. I mean, like if I send a cartoon to someone, I don't see it when, when they open it up. It's, they're in their office somewhere. So it's pretty cool to actually see it unfold. And there are some other stories. You know, there, there's, one, there's one story about how Chris Christofferson, he wanted to connect with Johnny Cash. Gosh, when he was young, he was in the Army. He was stationed in Germany, and he flew helicopters for the Army. It was then that he hatched his plan. I want to be a singer-songwriter. That's what I've always wanted to do. That's what I'm going to do when, I, when I'm discharged. And so he d- determined to move to Nashville when he, when he got out, which he did, and to meet Johnny Cash and to work with him. Well, that was a little more difficult. So um, he was introduced to him backstage at one point, very early, after moving to Nashville, and he said, oh, hey, how are you doing? And then turned away. That was it. That was, they made no impression. So then Chris got a, a job in the studio where Johnny would record as a janitor, though. And that's not the right positioning. So Johnny didn't notice him. And he, still, he would s- sneak his demo tapes to, to Johnny's wife and to his guitarist, but nothing was happening. So you know, that's a lot of times in these stories, nothing was happening. Nothing was working, working. And all of a sudden, the protagonist then comes up with this crazy idea and it works. And that was what Chris did. He decided, well, I'm still flying helicopters for the National Guard. So one day he just, <laughs> he just commandeered the helicopter and flew over to Johnny's place, landed on the front lawn and handed him a tape. And that got Johnny's attention in the right way. And so I guess that was the helicopter was his contact device. So Hollywood dramatizes these things in a beautiful way that I think gives us a lot of inspiration and hope that, well, I see why being audacious can work. And you can see what it looks like when it works. That's pretty cool. Okay, you asked a three-part, I think it was a three-part. Well, we're not going to have a lot of time for the visual metaphors, I think, of the personalization or the pocket campaigns, although I find them really interesting. Pocket campaigns I really like. And the visual metaphors helped me understand what... I have to do to to get going on these programs again, which I started five, six years ago and then, you know, it ebbed off when I got busy and I got lots of clients and, and then I didn't get back to it. But tell me about this new model that you're talking about. For contact marketing. Yeah, well, let's say the traditional model of this is just, I don't know if we could call the other one the old model, but let's just call it the present model. The earlier model was simply to run the campaign, whatever that was, it could have been sending something like, in my case, sending a cartoon piece and then following up. So there's still in the new model, of course, there's outreach, that same outreach, but but we're combining that with a digital persistence track. And that's based on something that well, I guess the best way to describe this would be to say this is a lot like what Terminus or Rollworks do for their clients. They are able to run retargeting or remarketing ads. That Those are those ads that follow you around on the web. You visit a site and all of a sudden start seeing ads for that site all over the web, wherever you go. Basically, they have set a pixel, and a tracking pixel, and that pixel keeps triggering the ads wherever you go. 
So they use those as a way to create connections. And in the model, I'm saying, look, let's use that as a digital persistence track. That happens in addition to our outreach campaigns. And it constantly reinforces who you are and maybe impresses them. I mean, if I was going to use it, let's say I was going to use it to, to connect with you, Jim, I, I would run an ad. So it would go wherever you go. It would start showing up if you're if you're getting your news from from the New York Times or Fox or or the Wall Street Journal, wherever you go to get your news, for example, these ads would start showing up. And they probably have my two books with the headline that says one meeting can change everything. And then let's say a link to go buy it on Amazon. Well, what it looks like is that Amazon is advertising my books and you don't know me yet. So all you know is that, well, this message is coming up and it's probably, a, the headline is probably one you might agree with that one meeting really can change everything. And if I started running those two weeks before we, we connect, two, two weeks before I send the, the device that I'm going to use to connect with you and then I reach out, they're going to be saying, oh my God, this is the guy who wrote those books. I'm seeing them advertised everywhere. Yep. I mean, Amazon is, it looks like Amazon is, is advertising. So you're going to be impressed. I, in fact, I don't care whether you even click on the, uh, on the ad. I kind of prefer that you don't. All I'm doing is I, I just want you to become aware of me so that when I reach out with my outreach um, campaign, you're going to be feeling honored to have been called by me. <laughs> so that also then can continue all the way through the contact process and all the way through the sales cycle. In fact, even into retention, um, you, these ads actually can make a big difference because things stall and People get busy on other things, but if those ads keep reinforcing our contact and what I was, the reason I reached out to you, then my campaign is reinforced. And so, so the new model includes that persistence track. There's still the outreach portion of it, and then pocket campaigns. I don't, I don't know that we'll have time to get, get to those, but they replace business cards, and are actually campaigns that you pull out of your pocket, and they end up resulting in the person being pixeled tracked and then pulled into the persistence campaign. So they start seeing your ads too. They're, they're still going to seem like you handed them a business card, but just because you handed them this device, this little, it's more like a, an involvement device, but just because you, you handed those things out, all of a sudden they start seeing your ads everywhere as well. They're in, they're pulled into that digital persistence campaign. And so as a result, we should be setting our base rate. I mentioned that before, but our base rate for response now at 100%. Well, I believe you. And that helps answer a question. We're coming to the end of our program today. I did want to ask you one more question. If somehow we'll fit this into the program. I know that you started having uh, strategy meetings from your island haven in the far northwest for Cartoon Link and, and your contact marketing company. Tell us about those meetings and how they go with clients. And if you were to have me in for a meeting, of course, I'm in the northwest and I love it up here, but somebody from New York, you'd invite them in for a strategy meeting and they would yeah. fly out and tell us about that quickly. I'm really excited about that. We're running weekend strategy sessions on Whidbey Island and in the town of Langley. And so we start out with this 10-course meal. I think it's a five-star restaurant in the Inn at Langley. You stay at the Inn at Langley, and then we have a suite that is out over the water. It's this beautiful suite. It's amazing. We just finished one over the weekend, and we were told we might see orcas swimming by because they've been They've been spotted recently. We then have two intensive days where we start by creating an, a situational awareness of what your challenges are and where where you want to go and, and what's worked, what hasn't worked. And we start then looking at some of the things that have worked for others in your same situation. We will take a break then for the evening, take a break and decompress and let our brains marinate overnight 
and we, we marinate on two questions. One of them is, how can you play a bigger game? How can you, how can you really up your game? And the other is, what do you see yourself using in your own contact marketing program based on what we've talked about the first day? We let that marinate. And the really magical thing is our brains, they work while we're asleep. They come up with solutions while we're asleep. They come up with great creative ideas while we're asleep. And it's amazing what shows up the next morning. So we then start up on Sunday morning and we talk about, well, what, what happened? What, what occurred to you? And the one that we just did this weekend, the, the client realized, my God, you know, I'm in a market and I want to dominate that market. And I, that's what I've been focused on. But there are a couple of steps that I could take that would, that would cause my business to become dominant not only in our market but it could be dominant across the continent and now i've decided i really would like to turn my company into a into a franchise and with the changes that the client just described he can do that and he can do it with a huge set of of competitive advantages what's that's what you need for franchisees to invest in a franchise so that mushroomed his possibilities that was exciting and for me it was i came up with a, with some ideas. It was interesting because the client kept saying, I can't wait for you to, to start creating solutions or st suggesting solutions. And I'm saying, I have been all day. <laughs> you know? But then I realized overnight that, okay, I see exactly. He wanted to see some cartoons. He wanted to know how, I mean, that's what I'm known for is to use using cartoons to break through. And how would I use those? So all of those show up and we just have this really productive day where we, we wind up with strategies or tactics for breaking through and reaching the, the new market levels, the, the new market goals, I suppose is the best way to put it, that they've set for themselves. That is great. So now how does someone reach us, Stu? All they need to do is know how to spell my name. That's S-T-U and then last name Heineck, H-E-I-N-E-C-K-E. So if you go to stuheineck.com, that's my author site. Um, you can get a free sneak preview of the book, of, of the new book at the meeting. Uh, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn, same name, Stu Heineck. And uh, I'm, and particularly if you mentioned that you heard us on this podcast, I'm, I'm happy to connect. Well, we appreciate you coming in today, Stu. I know that uh, your first book was a great book. And a lot of those uh, people that you spoke to came from a lot of your podcasts, which you did. Because you always ask that question, how do you get meetings with people and, and ended up in your book? That was a great idea. Well, I'm glad to see that you got out of that city of Seattle and moved up to the islands a couple of years ago because it's a lot prettier and nicer up here. Uh, it is. Thank you very much, Stu Heineck, for coming in today and being on our program. And I think you've answered the question, although... The only way to really take a look at this, how to get that meeting with everybody is for people to go out and buy the book and take love the time that. to read it. You'll really enjoy it. It's a great read. You will you will get bogged down because you'll like those case studies and you will take some time. And then halfway through, you're going to order three more books for people on your staff. And then they're going to order three more because everybody should be on board. Stu Heineck from the Northwest, thank you for coming in today. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to another example of the fine facts at Funnel Radio. Right here in the Funnel Radio channel for at-work listeners like you.